ways to say things nicely or to set boundaries nicely. You can say, hey, I'm feeling this way right now. I'm feeling like this is a lot and I'm overwhelmed. I need to not have this conversation right now. Maybe we can circle back to it a little bit later. And I always try to give it time. Like, can we please talk about this tomorrow or something? But you have that power to say, hey, I'm uncomfortable. And you take it on you, right? Like you're not putting it on the other person. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. How's it going, gentlemen? Good. 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 Right, lunch break again. Lunch break. Lunch break at the Fruise. (laughs) 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 I'm just trying to get you guys to switch from work mode into podcast mode because you came down here talking business. Yeah. It's been going on for a bit. Now I think you're still going in that mode. No, that's what we did last week, too. Yep. We talked a little bit. We're good. I'm good. We're Steve, good. are you good? Ready, ready to record. Yeah, we're waiting on you, Jess. I got my Rona shot yesterday, my and first one. How did it go? go? It went well. Yeah. Any side yeah. effects? Uh, my arm's just a little sore, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know where they stuck it in. Yesterday afternoon, about three o'clock, she's like, ah, I think I'm getting tired. I think it's maybe side effect of the shot. I'm like, you get tired every day at three o'clock. <laughs> Why don't you go take your nap? It is funny how, <laughs> like, things that normally happen anyway once you've had covid or you got a shot or there's like something different you're like is this a side effect it's got to be a side effect it's probably yeah. A side effect. <laughs> yeah so i don't feel any motivation to like clean my house or do dishes it's got to be covid <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have no motivation to go to work today must COVID. be covid <laughs> <laughs> yep and i feel great today they say shot number two sometimes you get more side effects than the first one so mm. I'll be interested to see That's the word on the street. It's the word on the street, but who knows? You never know. Steve, are you getting your shot? At the end of my 90 days, yeah. Is that how long you have to wait? I wasn't sure. You don't have to. They just said that I'm immune for at least 90 days. So I might as well wait till then, yeah. That's cool. You could start early, though, because it takes like six weeks to Mm -hmm. be immune. Something That actually makes me feel a little bit better because I was so ticked that I made it a year and literally like a year, almost to the day, is when I got COVID. And it was like right <laughs> when I could have gotten a vaccine. Yeah. That was the week that uh-huh. I could have gone on, filled out the form, gotten a vaccine, but instead I got COVID. But it would have taken six weeks anyway, if that's the case. Dang it. So now I can quit Steve. being quit being mad about that. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. Let I haven't gotten mine go. yet. Yeah, why not? Are you going to? Yeah, eventually. Are you scared of shots? I don't like shots. Because you refuse to get, like, I, you never get... I never get a flu shot. The flu shot. Mm-hmm. I haven't needed to. You got the flu so bad when we were married. Well, we're still married, so <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Why are you In phrasing it In the first that couple way? years that we were married. <laughs> I remember that. That's still a very strange way to phrase that. He was so <laughs> sick. Thanks, guys. That might be where my mind's at today. I might say things real weird today. I got the flu pretty bad. Like, the first year and a half of our marriage. I thought you were dying. I was. You couldn't get off the couch at all. You laid there groaning all day long. (laughs) Like he was so So it's a typical day. 
I was sick sitting on the other couch and I sewed a whole dress, like an intense dress, while Matt was laying on the couch groaning. You were so sick. Speaking of groaning, yeah. do you remember a couple of weeks ago <laughs> when I was on a conference call from home in bed with COVID, <laughs> feeling so crummy, and evidently I wasn't muted? Yeah. And, and Trista messages me on Voxer and says, honey, I can hear you struggling because you're not on mute. One, mute yourself. And two, what can I do to help you? You sound so awful. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what. Groaning or like breathing, you were, you wheezing were, or... You were hacking. You were wheezing. You were <laughs> Why didn't you mute me? I didn't have the controls. Heather did at that time. <laughs> I was mortified. I'm like, oh my gosh, what sounds have I been making for the last 15 minutes? The joys of Zoom, man. Steve hates Zoom. I do. Today, I was having Zoom issues, like cursing yeah. the stupid thing. Just Couldn't find the mute button. No, I couldn't find the unmute. Like, once you share your it's screen. It's the same button, Steve. It's, it disappears when you share your screen. No, it doesn't. Well, where the heck does it go on my computer then? <laughs> You just have to go down and it'll pop up. No, it doesn't. I swear. It's because I was on mute and then I shared my screen so that I could talk about my screen, but then I couldn't unmute myself to talk. So I was just, uh So he unshared his screen. So that I so could, could unmute, unmute myself so that I could reshare my screen. <laughs> he reshared his screen. It was awesome. And I wasn't even supposed to have shared my screen. Matt had asked someone else to share his screen, but, but I was already... But anyways. And I, did, and I couldn't explain because I was on mute. It was a whole thing. I feel like I'm pretty good with technology, except Zoom. Like, Zoom makes me feel like a grandpa or something. Like, my mom knows how to work. Zoom. How do you send this, you know, this email? Like, I don't know. How do I, how do I unmute myself? <laughs> yeah. It's okay, Steve. No, it's not. <laughs> so, in, in the same, bad rap at work. In this same meeting, like, because he's so close to somebody else who is on the on the call, so I keep muting him, like because it's echoing, and so oh. I I'm trying to do the decency of letting letting Steve know, hey, I muted you, so you can. <laughs> <laughs> I muted you because you're groaning. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mute me when I'm groaning, but he mutes me when I'm trying to talk <laughs> in the office. See how far this goes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Yep. It's funny. Do we have reviews or anything to share? I'm sure we do. I didn't. I thought pull about them sharing. Up. It's not a review, but sharing that thing that I sent to you. What thing? I didn't get Matt sent didn't anything. actually see that. Well then let so me share it with you, you as well, that. Matt. Okay. I'd love to hear. Where? And I, you know what? I think our listeners would love to hear this as well. <laughs> so Agreed. why don't we just go ahead and share it here? <laughs> Let me figure this out. Oh, great. Hopefully oh, no. <laughs> uh, We're never going to find okay. it. Oh. So one of my, so this is a message. Then I'll explain where it came from. No, actually, no. I'll explain first. <laughs> so one of my friends had a picture of me and him, posted a picture of me and him on his Instagram. Cute. And he got, the, yeah, it's a, it was a very cute picture too. I was like, dang, I look good with pink hair. <laughs> but if this guy, someone responded and said, hey, you know Steve from Husband-in-Law? And he says, yeah, he's my best friend. And then the guy responded, this podcast has helped me and my ex so much through this transition. And a little later, <laughs> there was more to it. He said, we use their relationship as a blueprint for ours, and it has totally worked. It's awesome. Yeah. 
It they had just gotten divorced. But yeah, anyway, kind of a review. I thought that was cool. Yeah, definitely um, shareworthy. And a small world. Well, and I've actually had, I told Steve afterwards, I'm like, oh, I know who this is. And I've been on a couple calls with his wife, well, ex-wife and things like that. And it's been really interesting to hear how they have made it work. And it was great. Oh, so you know who this person is? Well, just from they reached out and got on a couple calls with me. and That's awesome. Yeah. yeah gave them some insights. And one of those things like I think is so hard, and we talked about this recently, is that transition at the beginning of figuring out what your boundaries are so that you can find yourself. Like you find your grounding as yourself and then jump into that relationship. So it sounds like they've done very well. So that's good. I really don't know more details on that, but I'm sure you do. But I'm glad they're doing well. Didn't they say they were on vacation together or yeah. something? So they're making it work. Yeah. Yeah. And like that makes me think about like how different the boundaries are going to be for different couples. Yes. Right. Or different ex-couples. Situations <laughs> and and that's the thing like, we... maybe you can go on vacation together still. And yeah. I don't know if they have kids and, and if that's involved and that's maybe not, but but anyway, it's like just what you said Jessica, like find the boundaries that work for you that both of you are comfortable with that allow you to still enjoy and benefit from the sides of the two of you that work so well together but not but you don't lose yourself in exa- it. Exactly. You don't lose your own life. You're not trying to constantly just be nice to the other person or just show up for the other person. And even your kids, for that matter. Like, you have to take care of yourself first. Yeah. And in so doing, it takes care of the kids. Then they know what to expect. And like, I know a couple who divorced for a couple years now from a mixed orientation marriage, and she is throwing a birthday party for her ex-husband this weekend that I was invited to. So, like, that's fun. Yeah. Making it work. Just like whatever. Now, do they have kids? No. Okay. But they've stayed super close. And they're in like the the same friend group, like all the same friends. Anyway. Awesome. Find out what those boundaries are and let them work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm obviously a big believer of rethinking that all the time of what works for you in that moment in your life because it changes on a regular basis of what do you enjoy now? What is working for you? I mean, like when Matt and I got remarried, we had to figure that out again, right? Like what works for you? Yeah. And how do we show up to this relationship now? And that includes Steve. How is Steve included in that? Like what does our relationship, mine and Steve's relationship look like and mine and Matt's relationship? So let's talk a little bit more about this because it's written up on the board of nicely setting boundaries. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? Somebody asked me during my live lesson the other day, Well, how do you nicely, and she was specifically talking about nicely, like saying you don't want somebody else's opinion, basically, mm. like silencing the noise of other people's opinions. Which is a hard thing to say nicely and a hard hard thing to say without it coming across as being a jerk or... Bingo. So you may say it nicely. You may present it nicely, and I'm using air quotes, but you can't control how the other person perceives that, right? Like you can't... You have no control (laughs) control of how they're going to take it. And some people are going to be like, oh, that um, I understand that. And other people are going to be like, you totally jerk. Take, yeah, totally take offense yeah. to that. I've had it go both ways. And the, what it comes down to is the important thing is that you did what you needed to do. Yeah. And I feel like that is all on the receiving end, or at least I would think most of it. Like whether if someone says that to you, whether you choose to take it, take offense to it. Or to view it for what it is, which is they are not in a place that me offering my opinion is helpful. And therefore, I'm glad they told me so I know. Like, how you receive that 
offend, take offense or not, I feel like is really all on the receiving side. Well, it depends how it's presented. I mean, right. it, it is. The delivery could be set up in a way that, you know, is, okay, this is kind of an angry delivery or this is a nicer delivery. Right. Like, I, I do think. Good point. But, but it is, it's the delivery of what you're trying to, the boundary that you're trying to set is, is important. I just thought of a good example of this. What? <laughs> so one time when we were in the middle of a discussion, somebody told me, well, I didn't have kids with you. I don't have to talk with you. I don't need like. I don't need your opinion. Your, yeah, that's your input basically is nothing to me. Exactly. That is not an okay way to say it, right? Like that was, and it was said, <laughs> it was said very meanly. It was obvious that it was, you know, in the midst of an argument. I remember you sharing this story. And so I shut down episode. and walked away, right? Like that's, right. I'm not going to engage then. And that's me protecting myself at that point of, okay, well, anything I'm going to say isn't going to be heard anyways. So how should have that been delivered in order for you to stay communicative in this situation? Well, in that, I mean, obviously the person didn't want to be communicative in any way, right? Yeah. They didn't. And so, fine, that's taken. But also, my child was involved. So it kind of is like, that's not, <laughs> the point was made, but it wasn't really relevant because my child was also involved in the situation, right? But ways to say things nicely or to set boundaries nicely, you can say, hey, I'm feeling this way right now. I'm feeling like this is a lot and I'm overwhelmed. I need to not have this conversation right now. Maybe we can circle back to it a little bit later. And I always try to give it time. Like, can we please talk about this tomorrow or something? But you have that power to say, hey, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. And you take it on you, right? Like you're not putting it on the other person. So what if it's just in general? You do not want to hear this person's opinion. <laughs> That's what you're saying, right? Then listen, you I'm not. You don't want to circle back to You it. don't have to. I don't want to hear your opinion back. today or tomorrow or ever. <laughs> and that's when you put boundaries around that relationship. In that moment, you say, hey, I am not comfortable having this situation with you. I don't want to talk about this or have this discussion or have this discussion. Mm. And so I'm not going to engage in this discussion. And then you don't have to circle around. And that's probably somebody you don't necessarily want in your life. Right? right? Yeah. And I may not be ever comfortable having this conversation with you. So we'll leave it at that. We'll circle back to it. Never. (laughs) Peace. Peace. (laughs) I feel like we derailed you from your overall message, though. What is how about nicely setting boundaries? Well, that's what I just said. Like gave some examples of... You can say it as nicely as you want. I give people suggestions of things like that, like use your I statements, you know, like you learn when you're a kid. I'm feeling this way. This is how I am taking this. And I need some space right now. I need to. I've never learned these I statements. Yeah, you should work through this. I (laughs) I feel blank when. I feel blank blank when. Yes. That's the premise of them. I feel like. I, I have this vivid. (laughs) <laughs> image like burned into my brain of like a worksheet from I don't know what grade fourth or something of this. I this feel blank when this happens. So you're taking your feelings and owning them and not putting them on the other person. Instead of saying you always yell at me, you say, "Yeah, I feel like I'm not being heard when you when are yelling at me. You speak over me." <laughs> <laughs> when, when you, you always yell at me <laughs> in a very loud tone 
And you do like you're but, still saying the thing, but even saying it that way takes the some of the pressure off of the person okay. because you're taking your I, feelings. I mean, I, I relate to this just in the sense of anytime that I'm writing an email that may be high conflict email. Yeah. I will never use the word you. Yeah. Because it's all about it's either the X team did this or it, it's it's a collective or we yeah. misunderstood this. So it's a collective rather than a finger pointing of. Well, you didn't tell us this. Yeah. Well, and it also takes some of that projection, like, off of people, right? Like, you're not responsible for my feelings, Matt, when I feel this way. But you tend to take on responsibility for my feelings, Matt. And we've had this conversation before. We we have this conversation. (laughs) About, listen, just because I'm grumpy and tired doesn't mean it's your fault or you have to fix it. It probably is. But Matt gets all mad (laughs) because he feels like... It is his fault and he should be fixing it and he's to blame. And so then he gets all huffy and mad. Huffy. Huffy. (laughs) (laughs) Those are crappy bikes. (laughs) And I've had to tell him, listen, you getting mad at me for feeling things isn't helping this situation, right? Yeah. (laughs) And we had this whole conversation and we walked through it. Well, I need that worksheet to work through. (laughs) Well, some fourth grade teacher out there, please send Matt a worksheet. Yes. (laughs) And this might be a worksheet we should put together for people (laughs) because it's such a valid, I mean, it's a great way to approach. Don't you do this in your journal? Yes. Okay. We have the worksheet. (laughs) My journal does, that is the whole idea is to get you to go in and think about and process your feelings before you engage in these conversations. By the way, those are barcoded now. My journals are barcoded. Cool. Did you put them in the right place? I hope so. I hope so, too. Thank you for barcoding my journals. You can go pick those up in our show notes. If you want a Bulldology journal, they're on sale for $20. Wow. Yeah. That includes shipping. So it's a good deal. Yeah. There's a little ad slid in there that I wasn't planning on. (laughs) But that is what the Bulldology journal does. Is teach you how to take that ownership. Because when you take that ownership, it goes a lot better. What are you thinking about? You I thought you were going to like no. bring up some funny story or something. I was thinking about a funny story, but it has nothing to do with this right now. So <laughs> I'm not going to share it. I'm thinking how, how we uh, go into a commercial voice of Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Pick up your Bulldology journal now. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday, I, Wednesday, Wednesday. Well, today's Wednesday. I couldn't say Sunday. It's Monster <laughs> Truck Jam. What if they're watching him tomorrow or listening to this tomorrow? Whenever. <laughs> and now back to our feature presentation. <laughs> oh, Boom. Man. Steve has pink hair. <laughs> Boom. Okay. So one of the things also that I think kind of goes along with this is still into our marriage, Matt's and mine marriage, probably like four, five years in. We're I, still married at this time. <laughs> <laughs> We're still married. We're all coming up on eight years. Amazing. Wow. Look at us go. We way surpassed you and Steve. It's true. <laughs> a whole year. It's true. We're almost a whole year farther than Steve and I. Anyways. Anyways. Sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> it's okay. I don't mind. I still have like in my journal entries of me struggling to feel how Matt showed me love. Right. And feeling that love and really embracing that. 
And I was thinking as I was reading those, like, what was it that was so hard and what contributed to that? And this was when? What year? This is like, I don't know, a three few years, years ago. ago. You said if you were yeah. Five years it's into your marriage. Okay. Just, I mean, even since moving into this house, I've still struggled with feeling those things. Well, and you and I brought up that at some point, still moving, like, since moving into this house, I thought about going to rent out the other half of your duplex, Steve, mm-hmm. because. We were struggling. And the only reason I bring this up is because this is real, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't just, it gets better. It was way better than in the beginning of our marriage. But I don't want people to think that it was like all this sudden things switched and I was fine all the time. So you just want people to think that I'm not perfect. No. That's what I feel. <laughs> I am not saying this was because of your actions. I am saying this is how I felt, Matt. Got it. I was still feeling or still struggling to feel loved. And I took that on me. Like, that's my thing that I need to deal with and figure out if I'm staying in our marriage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, you help that and support that. But <laughs> but really, that's what it comes down to. Somehow, some way. So someone who's in that boat now in their relationship, what do they, what do you recommend? Well, I think there's a lot of things that went into this, right? You guys... I had very different relationships with you guys because you guys are two very different men. And I put a post up about this the other day, like comparing your first marriage to your second marriage, whether it was good or bad, whatever. Still not a good idea. I saw. It was very strange seeing wedding pictures side by side of... (laughs) Of you and I and Matt and I. Uh Yeah. I don't recall this post. It was like Mm. a week ago. Maybe I'll have to go look again. But all that feeds into how you feel and receive love, right? All what does. Past relationships. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I've, I've also wondered, like... Well, if I look at all of my past relationships, I this and again, this is me and my feelings, I've failed at all of my past relationships. And so it's hard for me to jump over that barrier of, oh, I can make a relationship with my wife work. Yeah. And I felt some of your projecting that stuff, like putting and that I, on yourself. I wonder if that ties into what you're talking about when and, and if you're grumpy, Jessica, that Matt, a hundred percent, feel responsible for that, even if it has nothing to do with you. Maybe oh, absolutely. I think it has everything to do like with that. Yeah, that you're probably hypersensitive to seeing your partner unhappy. Yep, and, because you feel like you're failing. Yeah, but and that's not fair to my partner either because I don't want her to feel as though she has to hide every time she's feeling down. Right. That's right. Not you don't want to have to hide your feelings of. Like you want to be able to. I think I've gotten to a point now, though, where I truly know for a fact that there is nothing else that I could have done different in my previous marriage. Yeah. To keep it together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to alleviate like that. The feeling of it's all my fault. That you were a failure. Yeah. Well, I certainly hope you. It's. Oh, yeah. Because that's. And it's been like that for a few years. I mean, yeah. clearly it was not all your fault. <laughs> well, and ultimately she made the decision to leave. Yeah. So it wasn't like you were like, I'm done throwing up your hands in the air. The other person made that decision. So. Right. But I do think it's interesting that you say like that I might have to feel that I need to hide. Yeah. When I feel down. And I've felt that for years. And part of that's just my personality. And then it was, it got augmented because I knew I was trying to make this marriage work and I didn't know what I was doing. And I I felt like I had to be happy and on and keep the peace all the time. 
because when I didn't, things really got bad. And so I felt like I took that on for a long time and honestly didn't feel like I was safe to feel my emotions. Like I still have a hard time crying in front of you. Like I don't like doing it. I will go somewhere else and cry. Why? Why? Because Matt doesn't like it. And so therefore I feel bad if I cry. But that's me taking on, like, I don't know if he feels that way. Do you not like it when she cries, Matt? I don't like it when anybody cries. <laughs> I'll make it better. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Like, Matt just wants to fix it. And that's, that's where my mind goes. I just want to fix something. I just, and if I don't know what it is, and if somebody's crying and they say, I'm, I don't know why I'm crying, I'm like, that doesn't help me. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing that when somebody's crying, they often don't need you to fix anything. They just need to feel your love. I watched you do this with Sarah too. Like Sarah will start crying and it's like, stop crying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he can't handle it. Crap. He can't handle her crying. And I'm like, sometimes you just need to let him cry and hold him. And then they were, it's, that's all they need, right? That's all somebody needs. I do that all the time with Penny. Like, it's okay. Just cry. Then we'll figure this out. Or you can talk to me about it or process it or just go lay in your room until you feel like but see, that's what gathered I've done yourself. As a parent, I've always like coddled my kids when they're crying to help them stop. Is that wrong? No, I'm, have you? That's what I was saying. I have. Jessica disagrees. <laughs> like when my kids were babies and they were crying, like oh, I yeah, would yeah. put them in my arms and I would do everything I could and move any way that I possibly could <laughs> to try and get them to mm. stop crying and oh, calm down. I would just spank Penny and put her in a crib. Yeah, see? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, but that's changed over the years. Because that's not what you do now. Because least, now you just want them to stop. Okay. <laughs> because you want to fix it. And you think I'm, that if they stop... I'm feeling very picked on right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we can move yeah, on. Yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, and so... Some of what I've learned through all of this and that I teach women is that it takes a long time to change some of these mindsets that we fall into, right? And these patterns of taking on... Let me ask you this question. Why is it okay to cry then? Why is it okay to cry? Uh, yeah. Because it's a release of emotions. It's a natural human emotion. Okay, cool. That's all I was looking for. <laughs> it's okay to feel any of your feelings. It is okay to feel any of your feelings. And that's the thing is giving people a safe space to feel their feelings is one of the greatest things you can do for somebody, right? That's why marriages are so awesome. I feel safe with you, Matt, to feel all my feelings. Well, I'm feeling like you don't feel safe with me right now at this point in time. But I do. Having this conversation, I feel like you're trying to talk. You're like having a uh, intervention with me. His face. <laughs> I don't know if you're serious. I'm serious. I feel like you, you're trying to have this intervention with me. No. So really why I brought this up is just because <laughs> I was the one that struggled for years, right? And me learning how to let go of those feelings, even when it was a safe place for me. And learning how you, how you acted to make that a safe space. Because the way Steve acted was very different, right? Yeah. And the way my parents acted to create a safe space was very different than what you do. And that's okay. It's just taken me a long time to learn that. Like what to I'm learn hearing, how I'm What I'm, I'm hearing okay. now is that I don't create safe spaces. But you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting to know and understand each other. Right. Like when we got married, you and your kids had how you were comfortable in interacting and engaging, right? 
Mm-hmm. Your kids knew they were safe with you. And I firmly believe they still do because of how they show up in our house and the things they express to you and the things they text you and tell you and FaceTime, whatever, you know, they have always felt safe with you to express their feelings. Got it. Okay. And then Penny comes in and Penny expresses herself way different than you do. And she's had a dad who creates that space differently than you do, right? Probably. And it took you guys a few years to figure out how to be a safe space for each other, right? You and Penny. Correct. Yes. (laughs) That's all I'm talking about. Okay. Is that it takes time to learn how the other person functions and to feel safe in that space. Got it. What? <laughs> Steve's just looking at us like, what? I don't know what to say. Do you remember that one episode we got into it? Matt and I got into it real good and we never aired it. That's the only thing we've we've really edited out of the podcast. I don't even remember what it was about. Steve does. I don't. I, I remember it was a very awkward recording. <laughs> I feel, I, like just like, I feel like you're like having flashbacks or like yeah. going back to that space. I'm not going to lie. It makes me a little uncomfortable when you guys get into current. It's one thing to talk about issues from years ago in your marriage. But when current things come up, I'm always just like, can I just Where like, is this going? Where, no, where's the door? <laughs> <laughs> How can I just exit from this, from this conversation? The irony of this is that I was talking about the past. And now it's gotten pulled into the future <laughs> present. I'm just letting you know what I felt you were telling me. I felt I like you were having an intervention with me, letting me know that I don't create a safe space. That's and what I heard. you did a good job of sharing that. I'm so proud of how you used your words correctly. <laughs> you used Steve's worksheet. <laughs> I haven't even seen it. I know, but you used it. <laughs> good job. <laughs> okay. All I want people to understand is that this takes time. And you're going to have moments of falling back into ways of feeling like like you did before. Does that make sense? No matter what you're going through, there's moments of that going back. Like, do you ever have moments, Steve, where you feel like you're back where you were five, ten years ago and how you feel about yourself? Yeah, sometimes. Questioning what you're doing? I don't love those times. Yeah. But they're real, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like this time right now in my life. At this very second, (laughs) I'm questioning everything that I've done to make not make a safe space and I'll let it go. Here's the thing is (laughs) there's no point in questioning what you've done, right? You can't change what you did and it doesn't matter. No, but I can look at that and learn from it and try not to do it again. But yeah, that's the point. I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where where else I need to change. You don't. We're in a good space is what I'm saying. Oh, like, you we- didn't say that, though. <laughs> yes, I did. You just didn't hear it. Okay. This is real life stuff. Like, these are how conversations go. I kind of love that we're in the middle of this. Like, Steve this doesn't. is real life. Yeah. People don't hear parts of the, the conversations you're having, right? I told you this happened a few years ago and that I'm in a good place now. But that isn't something you heard until now. All you heard was... The first part of that is that I didn't feel safe. Correct. But I do now. Okay. Carrying on. <laughs> I don't know that there's anything to carry on to. Steve had a funny story in his head. Is that one that you wanted to share? <laughs> Somebody was just telling me this week, a friend that I got together with, she was telling me that she has a gay brother and he came out much later in life and she was not at all surprised when he finally did. 
And she's like, so people would always ask, like, is your brother gay? And she's like, no, until further notice. (laughs) 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 Meaning probably, but he hasn't told me that yet. (laughs) (laughs) That is pretty funny. Yeah. No, until further notice. Yeah. (laughs) Matt's still going through things in his head, I can tell. Well, hopefully you guys got something out of this week's episode about having conversations and about it's okay to feel your feelings and set boundaries. Nicely setting boundaries. Nicely setting boundaries. Also, nicely setting boundaries doesn't mean that you're pushing somebody out of your life. It means that you're doing what's best in your relationship for the both of you. Matt and I have gotten good at that. We've set boundaries since we were first married and that's helped our marriage a lot. Huh, Matt? Mm-hmm. Now he's just looking at his microphone and pretending not to listen to me. <laughs> All right, guys. Cool beans. This is a great conversation. Have a great week. All right, everybody. So we know that this week's episode ended up just a little bit awkward, but that's okay because that's real life. Just so you know, we worked through some things and next week's episode, we go over all of the discussion that happened after this week's episode. So stay tuned. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Here at Husband-in-Law and The Bold Logic, we believe that there are six values that can really make your relationship amazing and take it to the next level. Those values are love, appreciation, acceptance, kindness, respect, and understanding. Today, I wanted to give you guys a challenge for appreciation. We want you guys to go and let somebody know that they're appreciated today. That can be as simple as sending a text, writing a letter, making a phone call. Maybe you pick up something special for them at the grocery store, just something small to let them know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate what they're doing. We've encouraged you to do this before and we are going to extend this challenge again. Go do it today. A little appreciation goes a long way.